Hello again, and welcome to Tales with Some Height. This is Justice Hayes, also known online as Shoes on Wires. It is May 31st, rent day. At least in my house, my freaky landlord insists on cash on the last day of the month. It's it's an issue for me. I think there's some weird skeevy shit that's going on. But I'm not going to make an issue out of it because where we live is uh, is so good. It's a, an ideal location, close to our son's uh, school, like a two-minute walk away. Three-bedroom, price not bad. And if you're doing some weird backhanded crap with my rent, then whatever. That's your dealio. So, rent day. I've, uh, I've met with my landlord, and, uh, and we have done the deal. I gave her the cash. So now I'm sitting on the back deck, as per usual. I wish it was a clear night, but it's not. We are officially in gloaming time. Uh, not quite dark, not quite light. Yeah, definitely gloaming. But even if it wasn't gloaming, we wouldn't be uh, seeing any stars because we are overcast, which is unfortunate because Mars is as close as it's been for a really long time. And the last couple of nights, we actually have had clear nights. And I've seen Mars rich and full and fat and amber and um, beautiful, just beautiful, sitting up there in the sky. Love it. I've always been a astronomy nerd, a geek. I love that shit. Always have. Astronomy and cosmology as well. Uh, there's been uh, many audiobooks of um, cosmology, astronomy, physics, uh, modern day physics for the idiot, which in many ways I am that uh, just capture my imagination and uh, seize me by the throat and go, holy shit, what do we actually know? At the risk of sounding maudlin, I will move on. So, we have a story to tell. And the story we're going to tell tonight is, uh, it's a good one. 2005 trip, which we have uh, visited many times before. I was uh, going to Europe for five and a half months. Originally it was going to be six months, but it ended up being five and a half months. To take photographs for a book a book idea that I had. And at the time I was, um, I had a, a fresh relationship with a, a young woman named Lisa, who I am married to still to this day. And it was one of those love at first sight uh, experiences uh, that just puts you in free fall where all of a sudden all bets are off and all the rules are verboten and you just don't know what life is about anymore and it was it was crazy it was nuts I didn't know it was a confusing frightening time it, it was frightening because I was on the tail end of my second marriage, and um, we were pretty much done by that point. 
and I wasn't looking for a new relationship, but then all of a sudden this new relationship just comes out of nowhere. And I just, yeah, I, it was so strong and so powerful, I, I didn't know what to do about it. But we did, um, we did... Uh, we did boys wed. <laughs> and part of doing, part of doing the raw record, the recording no, thing is that when people come in... And, okay, I love you. And, uh, okay, I love you. And sit down. Okay, seeing him right. And this okay. is... Okay, so Lisa has just now come in, and I'm giving her a chair. I farted on video? Yeah, you farted on video. Well, on audio. On video. I always think you're talking to somebody. No, I'm, I'm, talking, somebody. I'm talking to the recording. Well, okay. Anyway, I'm just describing at this moment... Um, how our initial relationship was so strong and so powerful and so amazing and how we had um, initially uh, moved in together at Prince Albert and with me deciding that I was still going to go to Europe for five and a half months but initially six months and how that pissed you off it pissed me off made me feel abandoned Mm -hmm. much hurt which in turn made me upset. Yeah. It pissed me off. Well, me off. It, yeah, it made you... Made well, I think you... in new relationships, it's fucking okay to feel like that when you're yeah. a person and all of a sudden wants to go and they don't offer to do but, anything towards getting you out there, too. Yeah. But still, um, we did make arrangements for you to come to Portugal. Yes. And in retrospect, I really wish that um, I had curtailed the trip and made it shorter. I paid for my own tickets, so let's just specify that. Did you? No, yes, I did. I worked my ass off at Storyman and paid for my own fucking tickets and paid for your going away party, asshole. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, my, my going, and let me make this perfectly clear. My going away party that Lisa set up was absolutely amazing. It was uh, probably the best party I've ever been to. It was pretty incredible. No, I'm serious. It was awesome. A lot of money was thrown into that. A lot of money. A lot of food. A lot of food. A lot of fucking beer. A lot of drinks. A lot of wine. Yeah. A lot of decor. Yeah, that was ours thing. Yeah. Yeah. So... Now I'm going to move this gently to the middle because I want both of us to have equal say. Like a questionnaire kind of thing? Hmm? Like a questionnaire or something? I'm walking into this at the time. No, 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 just so now, <laughs> now we're having a conversation, so yes. I want to make sure that your half of the conversation <coughs> is, uh, is heard as well as mine. Okay, conversation. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we made arrangements for you to come to Portugal. Yeah. And um, tell me about the flight. Well, the flight was pretty scary, kind of. Like, get, my parents dropped me off at the at the airport. They yeah. came with on the bus, and I decided to wear these little cute kitten heel type shoes with my pretty skirt and such, and made it all the way to above Main Street and Broadway. I said, mm-hmm. fuck this. <laughs> I took them off because I think I'm sliding everywhere and I was like... You change your shoes. Yeah, I changed my shoes because like beauty is not fuck, worth that. Fuck that. Pain. You want comfort. I want fucking comfort. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on a fucking plane. And so I changed them. I put on a pair of sneakers with my uh, my skirt or whatever at the time. 
And we get all the way to there, to the airport, um, and then uh, I had a uh, lemon bar that I'd gotten from Jay. A weed lemon bar. A weed lemon bar. An edible. An edible. Because <laughs> it was my first time on a plane. Yeah. And he said, well, this will help you. And I thought, oh, okay, why not, right? So I ate it while we were in lineup for boarding so I could get my ticket. And then just... And go in, right? And it's wrapped in fucking tinfoil. Like, of all things, wrapped in tinfoil, right? It's not like a pretty little plastic wrapper that's un... You know, nobody And I just, I just have this image... I just have this image of you... Scarfing this fucking edible. Did, oh, it's good. Did you even know how much was in there? No, I had no idea. Of course. No idea. It was tasting pretty strong. And he said before I left, "Be careful. These are very strong." I said, "Okay." He was like, "We could eat the whole thing." And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna eat the whole thing. I can't eat part of it. And save it for later, right?" It's like eat the whole thing. Because edibles are a whole like different. Like it's not like just smoking a joint. Edibles are a whole different oh, ball yeah. game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 Okay, so you get on the plane. No, I was to boarding, and I hug mom and dad goodbye. Oh, okay, yeah. And so you're going through like, security. Going through, I, yeah, I was go- going through security, and I hugged them, and mom did a little teary thing. She was all worried, you know, like, oh, the plane's going to go down. Like, oh, my only daughter. Oh. And I was like, oh, it'll be fine. And dad was pretty anxious, too, and you know, made sure to tell me all the things that, you know, before I die kind of thing, so it even hype me up even more, because I'm thinking... Oh, what, like he's telling you things that he always no, wants to tell he, you? that he loves me, and he hopes that <laughs> everything goes okay, and I'm like, oh, well, fuck, you know, I'm taking... In case you die, in case here, I die, here are the things I love that you, I need honey. to tell you. <laughs> I love you, honey, and I'm like, okay. So, yeah, I get through security... I'm looking through the window oh, when we get so up fun. there. Finally, yeah. like in the boarding area, and I'm looking out at all the planes, and I'm like, I should be able to fucking do this. You know, at this point, like nothing had hit me yet. Mm-hmm. Then I remember they Well, calling... it takes a while. You know, you're looking at an hour, probably. Yeah, about 40, an hour. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they call the numbers, you know, the flights coming in or whatever, right? And, uh, like, oh, it's time to get on. Okay. I remember. Sit, sitting in the boarding lounge. Yeah, sitting in the boarding lounge, and then, uh,. I had gone through, like, the whole, um, you know, duty-free thing for the other people and all that stuff, right? Check yeah. stuff out. It was obviously, I wasn't going to pick anything up if I'm going and then coming back. So I just, you know, gandered through some things. And then, um, where do I go from there? Oh, yeah, stepping over that threshold in between the plane and the actual building itself. Oh, the the corridor? Oh, the, yeah. the The accordion the corridor? The and, door. like, you're, you're actually going <laughs> into the plane? Yeah. 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 That was really uncomfortable. Because you can actually see the doorway in the side of the plane. That was really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> really uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're like, okay, so I get in and I sit down and I'm in an aisle seat. You know, totally aisle seat. And what's worse is that the bathroom is right behind me. The right. wall and then the toilet. Oh, you're at, <laughs> right, right at the very back. Right at the very back, I think. Yeah, yeah I was in the colony. Yeah. And, uh,. I was like, oh, okay, whatever, right? So, I'm so happy. all the washroom people are oh, yeah, going they're... by you all mm-hmm. the time. Constant, constant people. Uh, later. Uh, yep. Yeah, so a constant flow of people. But anyway, so we get in there. And then I chat up the couple next to me, the guys at the window, the wife's in the middle, and I'm at the end. And uh, she gives me a piece of gum or a lozenge or something, I can't remember. 
for the for the for the air pressure. pressure. Yeah, yeah, to break it down because yeah. I'd you know I'd never been on a plane before. Yeah, you suck such. on you suck on it. I think I had a couple things with me too at that point for that, but but probably like, by this point you're starting to get a little high. Well, I was pretty anxious. I wasn't high yet. Not high yet. Not okay. quite high yet. Okay. And then we were probably up there for about another twenty minutes. Like we we take off right, yeah. and there's that whole acceleration and the lift. And that right? must have been pretty incredible. Oh, it was yeah. pretty hardcore for me. For my stomach was in first the time. Of my feet, yeah. First time on an airplane. Yeah, it was nothing like the gravitron. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's like, not Playland. Nothing like the gravitron <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. No, no, it's not Playland at all. Mm-mm. There's no popcorn or cotton candy. Mm-mm. No. So we get up there, and we're probably midway up to the level out point. I don't know what it is, like 10,000 feet or something. Yeah. And then I finally get hit with it. And I'm like, whoa, because I, I didn't know if it was the ride itself or my body or just eating the edible, but I felt like I was about 300 pounds, and I was melting in well, my I think, seat. Well, I think it was the edible. I think it was both. I think I no, was just No, I like, think it was the edible. Oh, my God. Like, it, was, it was the edible. I couldn't even lift my head. I was well, so it was the edible. It had to be the edible. I mean, I don't know. You just ate a bunch of marijuana, and, you know, so you're, you're high at that point, basically. Yeah, it was body stone out the ass. Body stone out the ass. Yeah. And so we're, we're like that for a while, and, you know, she chats with me a couple of minutes. She's like, oh, it's your first time. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, it's too bad you don't, you're not at the window seat. And my husband, you know... He really enjoys the windows. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And uh, So she's making excuses as why you can't get the window seat? No, just that they had gotten there. He he needed the window seat for some sort of something. like it was. He didn't need the window seat. He's just being a greedy bastard. No, she was sticking up for her husband saying, oh, he, you know, it's your first time, but fuck you. It's but if, it, if it's your <laughs> first time, she should have given you well, the no, window seat. Here's, here's how it played out, though. So a couple few hours goes by, and, and I decide to put on a video or whatever yeah. on the seat in front of me and stuff and realize oh there's socks oh cool I don't have any socks on right now because I didn't put packed socks into my carry-on mm-hmm. I had it in my packed bag but not my carry-on and uh, I'd wear what the airline gave you socks yeah really yeah they gave us socks socks and um, earbuds and something else I can't remember what it was they gave you socks they gave us socks and they were actually pretty fucking nice socks. Really, I don't I really don't soft British Airways really good Mm-hmm. You were driving. You were riding British Airways. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I was in British Airways. Okay, because I don't think anyone has ever given me socks on an airline but before. I got a fucking awesome pair of socks. I actually wore them for seven years after that flight. But anyway, seven. You got seven those socks years. for seven years. <laughs> yeah, I had them for seven years. I put them on when I wanted to feel special. Um, and so, and it worked too. I did feel special every time I put them on. True story. And uh, I'm sorry, that's just so hilarious. Plus, and, uh, yeah, 2012, so when I finally they had holes in my eyes. Like, oh, and then you finally put him in the bin. Yeah. yeah. So I think it turned into rags, I can't remember. Jesus. But uh, British Airlines socks. British, Air, British Airways, yeah. And All then, right. uh, yeah, so we were up there and I put on socks and I yeah. put on a video or something. Yeah. And then I noticed that the the female passenger next to me was like uh, twitching the one that had given me the gum or whatever right and she looked like she was sleeping but she wasn't sleeping but she was twitching she was twitching like having these body convulsions and I like I thought she was just startling in her sleep mm-hmm. at first and I was like the fuck and her partner her husband whatever was leaning against the window and it looked like he was dozing and I was like um so he's out of it he's out of it and she's twitching and I'm like oh fuck I don't know what's going on here and I Tap to uh, tap the woman. So, hey, are you okay? 
yeah. you okay? And she's yeah. like, yeah, 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 no, I'm okay. So, and like, she came out of it a little she bit? She came out of it a little bit. She says, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. She looks startled and a little fucked up, though, like she had, you know, Or embarrassed or something? Something, like, just mostly startled. Yeah. Like, just, like, out of a sleep almost, like, that kind of... Yeah. Dopey, uh, kind of... Yeah. You know, vibe. And I was like, mm, this doesn't look great. No. But, of course, I'm high. Yeah, because yeah, you're full of edibles And I don't want to draw attention to myself, right? No. But I'm like, well... Because you're whacked. This chick is fucking... She's got some shit going on. And then uh, she said, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then she's like, I think I need to use the bathroom. So she got up to go use the bathroom. And she was standing right beside my uh, seat. And she just stood up, like, been standing for maybe, like five seconds or whatever and then yeah. all of a sudden she collapsed towards me oh she collapsed she collapsed like basically I caught her just crumpled yeah I, as soon as I realized she was going down I zipped oh. up and caught her right and then the first aid and you're in your seat I was in my seat but I stood up as soon as I saw her starting yeah. to go right yeah. and I was like oh fuck which I was high. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> you're whacked <laughs> on so edibles. Whack. And she started going, and then all of a sudden she started doing a full seizure. And I was mm. like, what the fuck? Like a and slamming then, a slamming seizure? Yeah, like, like, a, body, like a vibrating? Her body was just going, and she started vibrating, and she was doing those little... Oh, yeah, making sounds. mouth noises. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? So there's now a, a full-on medical Medical situation. thing, and yeah. luckily... Luckily, I guess we were at the back of the plane, and that's where the all of the the people were, the servers and such. The flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where they were hanging out. That's where they were. No, that's where their seats were. Right, they right. were strapped to the back. Right. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Hey, you know, we need help." And then the one came over, and she came like and helped me deal with this. I don't remember what happened after that. I think I helped get her into the back where they were strapped in, mm-hmm. and then they dealt with it back there. And they called it a night flight seizure. A night flight seizure. <coughs> her, her thing had been so fucked, like her schedule, because at this point it was like five hours so, in. So they were saying that it was a, a sleep schedule thing? A sleep or a time schedule? Like it was this weird, like overlay kind of, like that. Like had she been like traveling for a really long time? I don't know anything about that. I don't know about that part. They just told me mm. it was a night flight seizure. And this is something that they're familiar with? They've had it happen before. Right. Yeah. And they were back there with her for about an hour and a half or so. So... And then... So it's just about um, having the circadian rhythms fucked up, you think? There's that. And then there's the the height that you're at. Yeah, the altitude. The altitude. And then um, the closed space and Mm -hmm. all that stuff, I think, Mm -hmm. played a big part in it. Right. Anyway, so the whole... Part of that. So she was having a weird seizure, and they took care of it. Yeah, and the husband went with her, too, and I stayed in my little aisle seat while they were doing their stuff. On your edibles. (laughs) On my edibles. Totally looping it. Holy fuck. And then (laughs) then at this point, that was about seven hours in. Right. Because it's like a nine-hour flight. Nine and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, so he came back and said, well, she's going to be back here for a while. And then... um, I was like, they okay. brought her back to the same seat. No, she was. He said that she's going to be back there, like back with them for a bit, oh, I see. just to monitor yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. And he offered me the window seat. So now you got the window seat. Now I got the window <laughs> seat, <laughs> and I got to look out the window and see the sun yeah. and the yeah. like everything. And was being above the, above the clouds, above Ireland's 
or oh. Scotland and Ireland. Really? Yeah. And oh, awesome. uh, isn't that beautiful? It was amazing. All these little yeah. patchwork. It was like a big giant green quilt with little. Different, yeah, exactly. Different the quilt. The quilt. It was amazing. And, and it was clear. Oh, it was clear as hell. It was so oh, bright. That's great. So that's great. bright. It was amazing. And the water was like sparkly. Flying, like... flying above country like that when yeah. when it's clear and there's no clouds and you can look down and see yeah. all the detail. That's one of the most, like, of flying, that's one of the most beautiful things you can ever do. Well, it started, like, I got to see it when we were just leaving the ocean. Like, basically, we were, like, another half an hour away from flying over the Atlantic. Yeah. And so I got to see all the little boats on the water, and everything looks so tiny, even though, you know, like, oh, I think that's a cruise ship, holy shit. And it was, like, this, you know, medium speck. Yeah. And it was just amazing, like that. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Then landing almost made me shut my pants. <laughs> it is kind of dramatic. Yeah. Landing is dramatic. Very dramatic. And it grayed up really quickly once we were in England. Like, yeah. it was gray. And I was like, oh, so much for the sunny weather. When when um, I went from Rome to uh, England on uh, um, oh god I can't, I can't remember the name of the airline the airline right now uh, I'll think of it in a few minutes. Anyway, it's a discount our uh, discount airway that goes all over um, Europe, right? So. That's how I went from Rome to England, and I missed my flight because I I, I misread my my confirmation details. They gave me my confirmation details over the internet, yeah. and I thought that when I landed was when I was leaving. Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I get to the airport in Rome. And and realize that I've missed my flight. Like I, it's, it left like you know an hour and a half ago. I missed my flight. Unreal. Yeah, which was disgusting. Like it just absolutely punched me in the stomach. So, fortunately, there is um, there's a, a counter, and you can have a lineup. There's a lineup for people who are in similar situations as I am. Yeah. Help me. Yeah, help me, exactly. <laughs> I've missed my flight. I need to get home. And one thing I will always remember is that um, Ryanair. Thank you, just remember. Was... <laughs> Ryanair. That's what they're called. <laughs> okay, yeah, Ryanair. Uh, very famous. Very infamous. So I'm in this lineup uh, waiting for the you know my turn at the counter. And there were these like hippie hipster German kids in line in front of me mm. and there was like two guys and two girls and they were as hipstery as you can possibly imagine oh, sluggish. yeah and they had missed their flight and they lived in right. Germany they lived in Germany yeah. right yeah weren't they like crying and stuff well yeah because it turned out that where they wanted to go in Germany, there wasn't a flight for three days. Oh, right. Right? So like, I missed my flight to London, so I, I, I could get onto a flight 
later that day, like literally two hours later, <clears throat> and it was going to cost me 70 euros, like as a penalty. Which is like, but whatever, you know, like, you know, whatever. It's like, so fine. I'm going to, you know, I need to go to fucking, <laughs> I need to go to, I need to go to London. Yeah. So I'm going to go to London. I'll pay my 70 euros. That's fine. You know, but because I'm going to London and London is a major hub. Yeah. But where they were going in Germany, Germany was hub. not a major hub. No. And so the next flight was three days and they were out of money. They had no money left. They fucked up and like they made a big, huge mistake. And all of a sudden they're standing in this lineup saying, you know, so now we have to survive in Rome for three days with no money. Like, nah, it's doable. <laughs> well, it probably is if you beg on the yeah, street. Yeah, it's doable. If you beg on no, the just street. just go up to a bakery or whatever and ask if you can do dishes or something. Well, I suppose like, hey, so. can I do some dishes I suppose for so. They were, they, were pretty, they were pretty devastated at the time. Well, understandably. Well, you know how I get when shit goes wrong. Anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> shit is happening! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, the reason I brought this up is that so I took this flight from Rome back to London. It actually wasn't London. It was outside of London. Luton, I think it was. Luton. Uh, Luton. <laughs> L-U-T-O-N, I think. Luton. Uh, and you had to take a bus from Luton to London. Yeah. But, <laughs> so we get on this flight, and it's as Mickey Mouse as it can possibly be. And when we land, when we get there... The pilot skipped off the runway. Oh. Yeah. So, like, we hit and we bounced. Oh. And we we bounced up and we were in the air again. <laughs> and then we come down and bang! And you can hear the squeal of the tires, right? The landing gear. And then we're boom! And we're up again and we bounce three times. Boom, boom, boom. And then boom, we're down. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think I would not made it through that one. At all. It was hilarious. And everyone's like, huh. we're all like, hanging on to our little bags of chips, you know, that they gave us. Pulling as hands our... and stuff. <laughs> well. God. I'm going to die. That would have been me. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I brought this all up is because you came to Portugal. Yeah. Right. Two flights. Yes. And I was in Lisbon, staying in Lisbon at the time, at a, a hostel called the Lazy Crow. And I was setting stuff up for your arrival. Frozen peas. <laughs> Frozen peas. So I, I, I booked a hotel room, because when you stay in a hostel, here's the thing. When you stay in a hostel... Um, there's no privacy whatsoever. So yeah. as much as I would, you know, I think it would be great for you to, you know, have a much longer stay. It would have been in hostels because that's all we could uh, afford. That would have been fine for me. Well, we would have had no privacy at all. <clears throat> Underneath the chapel? Oh, you're going to bring that up? No. We can talk about that a lot, another time. Another time. That's sacrilegious. Yeah, well, you don't need privacy when you can find your own. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's true when you go out into the world. 
Mm-hmm. Castles and such. Mm, castles and such. Yeah. That's another story. Anyway, so I booked a hotel room, and um, so I had a bunch of prep that I had to do before you got there. And one of the things I had to do for prep was secure hash. Oh, yes. Yes. The hash. The hash. Because you were and are a big smogger. Smogger? Smogger. What's that? Someone who smokes a lot of weed. Chronically inclined is what I call it. Yeah. (laughs) Chronically inclined fits more. Exactly. Smogger just sounds dirty like I'm some... You've never heard the term smogger before? No. Really? It sounds like a vicious term. Uh, No, okay, so um, a dope smoker. And at, dope, the t- and at the time... Isn't dope something else? No, that's weed. No, dope is like... No, that's weed. Dope. No. No? No. Mm. Weed. Dope. Weed. Well, I mean, back in the old days, and like in the 40s, dope meant, you know, morf- morphine. Right. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, dope is traditionally yeah. used for harder drugs like heroin or morphine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't but do these, that. No. <laughs> no, of course not. But these days... Dope, dope means weed. Mm, depending on who you're talking to, some people still think it's like crack or something. Um, some do. That's why it's mostly called green now. Okay, well, green weed, whatever. Green you green? you were a weed smoker, and at the time, I was a big weed smoker as well. Kind of. Well, pretty. I was a pretty big weed smoker at the time. Kind of. You liked your beer. Definitely like my beer, but I also like my weed. I was a big weed smoker too. Now, not so much, but then a lot more. Yeah. Okay, but for you, definitely. Every day. Yeah. So, I knew that when you came to Portugal, mm-hmm. I needed to have a supply. Stand back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know, I needed to have a supply. It was necessary. It was a necessary. So, I'm at the Lazy Crow, and I'm talking to the the owners, and I'm talking to the staff. No, Basha. Basha, yep. And asking, so I need to get some hash, where do I go? And they're like, well... Good square. Um, we <laughs> don't have any connections ourselves, but uh, you can probably get some down at the squares, um, down by the water, because that's where all the tourists are, and there's a, a, a brisk trade down there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. But be careful. But be careful. <laughs> so, two days before you show up, I go down there, because I'm always the proactive guy, right? Yeah. I'm not going to leave it to the last moment. Get her kind of done. Get her done. Two days before you show up, I go down there, and I find, I, I'm looking out, and I find this guy, and he's in his mid-40s, I'm guessing, swarthy, mustache, uh, stereotypically, you know, Portuguese guy, and I and I watch him do a, a couple of deals. Yeah, it's obvious he's doing deals. So I go up to him and say, "Hey, you know, I've got eighty euros, and I want to buy some hash." Did you and tell him you were a tourist? Well, it was obvious I was a tourist. Not probably if you had a camera around your neck. Well, no, I didn't have a camera around my <laughs> neck. I had it in my bag, but it was obvious I was a tourist. I mean, completely obvious. Brand new. Yeah. Right. 
But I tell him I have 80 euros. I want to buy 80 euros worth of hash. Yeah. And he says, okay. So we go off to the side, you know, into a little nook. And, um, and I say, you know, can I see it? So he shows me it. And I, you know, squish it with my fingers, give it a sniff. It's definitely hash. I'm like, okay. And then we do the exchange. And... Here's where I'm such a fucking rookie. Cops. Yeah, cops. <laughs> exactly. Cops. Yeah. He says cops. <clears throat> he says police. Police, yeah. Police, police. And I'm such a fucking rookie. He's got my cash in his hand. Uh, right? And he runs. And he gives me... He shoves this fucking shit into my hand. And he runs away. And I run away. Because I don't want to get busted by the cops. In Portugal. In Portugal. Right. Which is worse than Mexico apparently getting caught with pot. No, actually, um, it's completely opposite of that because... Really? <coughs> yeah, a few years ago, Portugal decriminalized all drugs from marijuana to heroin. No way. Yep. That's interesting. Yep. All drugs in Portugal right now are decriminalized. Wow, you see you do heroin like while you're waiting for the bus? Um, well, maybe not that, but you're not going to get arrested. For being fucked up? For being, for using drugs. On public transit. Yeah. But who would do heroin on public transit? You'd be a... Who does heroin outside of Mickey D's? Well, that's true. Yeah, well, you <laughs> it's have a all point. up in your own... You do have a point. Headspace, or I watched somebody, like, crack a beer on the bus the other day, like, full on, and pour it into his coffee mug. Really? With, like, 50 people around. It was like, whoa. Whoa. Whoa, dude, I understand, but whoa. Like, that was a corona, too, which is funny because it was the same corona that uh, came out of the coolers that I used to pack, like, mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. By the were, way, they're when, in the stores now. When you were working for M3? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and Lisa has been doing uh, labor for M3 doing three months now almost two yeah two months two three months i think unpacking trucks and whatnot a lot of unloading trucks actually it's been longer than that now because i've been at gnw for two almost three weeks regardless sorry (laughs) (laughs) regardless point being um this guy uh said Mm -hmm. police police and so I ran away because I was a stupid, um, gullible idiot. Sometimes. Well, I was at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I get about a block away, and there's no cops, and there's no nothing. And I look at what he shoved into my hand, and it's just a lump of dark putty. Like, just, just, just putty. Yeah. Yeah, it's not hash. It's absolutely not hash. It looks like hash. It looks like hash. Feels like hash. Not hash. Can you imagine trying to smoke something that's not hash? I did try to smoke it. Are you serious? Well, of course, because I was just desperately hoping that it was hash. That you were wrong. That I was wrong. Yeah. What would it taste like? Terrible. Tasted like plastic. Like ass? Yeah, it tasted like ass. Yeah. 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 Plastic ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like a blow-up doll. And actually, this is quite funny, because I knew it wasn't hash, and I knew I'd been 
ripped off. I knew I'd been played like a cheap fucking violin. We were right? gonna smoke it anyway. No. And then <laughs> I, I walked out of the downtown core and I walked up the hills and the whole thing about Lisbon is they call it the city of seven hills. So it's fucking hills everywhere. Yeah, there's hills everywhere. So I walked I walked up this hill to a really beautiful spot, like a beautiful shady tree gladed spot. It was amazing. It was beautiful and it had this wonderful view over the city it was awesome like one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen yeah and i took this fucking stupid fake ash <laughs> i had rolling papers with me yeah. and tobacco and i fucking rolled up a spliff and i tried it and i'm like this is so fucking bunk it's bunk yeah so i'm in this beautiful amazing spot and, and raging I'm, and raging because <laughs> I'm smoking bunk <laughs> yeah so that pisses me off obviously so then I go back to the hostel that night and I tell my story to the the guests because everyone's like you know everyone's friendly and you know every, at the end of the evening people would there was like a, a backyard um you saw it. Yeah, like, the patio. Yeah, a little patio area, yeah. sort of garden patio area. And and everyone would sort of hang out there and, you know, like, have some drinks and talk and stuff. And so I, I ranted and raved, and, and everyone was like, well, you know, shit happens. You know, just deal with it. Don't be too angry. And I'm like, oh, but I'm angry. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, now, this is the day before you arrive. Oh, right. Right? You're arriving the next day. Yeah. This is my last chance. To get hash before To get hash before you come. Yeah. So, midday, I wake up, I have breakfast, blah, blah, blah. And I go back down to the same area of town. Yeah. Right. It's kind of skeevy-ish well, area. Well, it's the skeevy area, but... The main reason I went back down is because that's where... Well, no, not because I wanted to find him. Because that's the only area where I know that hash is being sold. Oh, right, right, right. When you see that motherfucker. So, I mean, whether it's him or what... Obviously, I'm not going to go with him again. But maybe I can find some other guy. Maybe his friend. No, not his friend. (laughs) But maybe I can find some other guy who's actually legit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I still want to find hash. So I go back down to the same spot, and um, almost immediately I see the same guy. There he is. Right. Dealing with a customer. And he is dealing with a customer, and the really sad thing that made, and this is what really angered me, is that it was a 45, maybe, year old, I'm guessing American woman, 45, maybe 50, older, right? Yeah. And she's just, she's in Lisbon, and she's trying to score some weed. On holiday. Or whatever, she's on holiday. Yeah. And he's running the same fucking scam on her that he ran on me. Yeah. Right? And I'm standing in the periphery, and I'm seeing it happen. Yeah. And that pissed me off. No, it would. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing to do to somebody. Well, he's obviously, he's just, he's a rip-off artist. He's, a, he's an asshole, he's a rip-off artist. And, you know, and it made me mad. And I got mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. Like, really angry. Like, and that, and that doesn't, for me, that doesn't happen very often. 
but I got angry. And because I got angry, my judgment got blurred mm-hmm. somewhat. So she gave him money and then left. And so he's going to do whatever he's going to do, rip her off, right? Yeah. And I just marched up to him and said, you fucking asshole, you ripped me off yesterday. Wow. And he pretended to not speak English. Yeah. Right. He pretended he didn't speak English. No, and he's like, ah, whatever. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Seriously. You fucking, you ripped me off yesterday. I gave you 80 euros. You gave me shit. There's a bunch of fucking crap. Yeah. And I'm really pissed off. And I'm really unhappy. And... He's like, no, no, speak English, speak English. But he's also got an edge at this point. Yeah. Right? And at that precise moment, I realize I'm being stupid. Yeah. I'm you're being, you're I'm in being, Lisbon. You don't really know very many people. Yeah, I'm being then, stupid yeah. because this guy could have a knife. Yeah. He could, you know, like he could just... I don't know anyone around... He could just whip a knife out of his fucking pants and slip one into my belly and walk away. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm... My ass is hanging in the wind. Over jugs. Over 80 euros worth of fucking hash. Yeah. And and I realize I'm being stupid. So, and at that moment, I'm like, fine, and I walk away. Yeah. Fine, you got my 80 euros, you asshole. Walk away. So of course I'm unhappy at that point. Yeah. Disconsolate, you might say. Disconsolate. Disconsolate. Really? That's yeah. A big word. It is a big word, but it's a great word. <laughs> Disconsolate. It means or, sad. Or inconsolable. Inconsolable. No, I might have been consolable if you had been there. Aww. Yeah. You could have consoled me. Yeah. yeah, you were consoled by somebody else. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So I walk away, and I'm like, okay, I was nearly really stupid, and I lost 80 euros, and just fucking deal with it. And I'm still alive. But I, I'm still alive. But I still don't have any fucking hash. Let's save that story for the next one. Huh? How you got it. No, it's still part of the same story. I gotta go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. I'm not going to lay down soon. So I can't be a part of it, so you're going to have to tell it on your own. I'll tell it on my own. Okay, it's 10.19. I have to be up for... What time do you have to get up? Uh, Oh, because you're doing M3 tomorrow. i got to get up at 4.30. 4.30? Ouch. I know, I don't like it. I don't want to be up at 4.30. I'm not going to be at work at M3. Okay, so I'm I'm setting the alarm for 4.30. Four. Yeah, because you don't want to get out of bed till four fifteen, four twenty. Okay, setting the alarm for four. I wish I had some hash. I'm gonna tell part two. Okay, I'm gonna, tell I'm gonna, part two. I'm gonna put this puppy to bed. I'm gonna drink my beer. I will not drink your beer. Don't. I will be upset. I know, and that's why I my won't do it. Yeah, give me a kiss. Love you. Love you. <laughs> All right. Have fun.
Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move this a little closer. Sorry, it makes terrible noises. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm disconsolate and unhappy because I've been ripped off for eighty euros worth of hash. And I had confronted the guy, and nothing came from it. But what are you going to do? There's nothing I could do. I didn't want to get a knife in the belly. So I walked on. And as I've said before, uh, the main reason for this trip was to take photographs. So I just walked around and took photographs because uh, Lisbon is a second world country, not a first world country, not a third world country. It's definitely a second world country. It's right in the middle. And what that means is that a lot of buildings are in complete disrepair, shambling, falling apart. Um, yeah, there's a lot of um, decrepitude. So I'm walking around taking pictures of that which is the whole point of uh, going to Europe, was taking pictures of decrepitude. And as I'm walking around taking photos, this young guy comes up to me, and he's in his um, late 20s, early 30s, probably early, early 30s, I'm guessing. And um, he looks kind of hip, He's in relatively good shape. And he says, um, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing fine. He says, I, I know this sounds like a complete come on, but um, I'm driving my car and I have to get to work and I'm almost out of gas and I need some money for gas. Can you help me out? I'll take you to my car and I'll show you my gas gauge. So immediately, of course, I'm like, yeah, right. But I looked at this guy and I just got a vibe off him. I got a, I got a feeling that he was a, a half-decent guy and he might be playing a game on me, sure. But he seemed, he, he seemed hip, he seemed with it, he seemed dialed in and connected and so I said to him okay look I will give you gas for your car but I'm looking for some hash can you help me out and he says oh you're looking for hash I said yeah he says well I can certainly help you out with that and really oh yeah no problem come on let's go so we go back to his car and indeed his car is almost out of gas. So we limp to uh, a gas station and I give him 10 euros so that he can fill up his gas tank a little bit. And then we drive to uh, another part of town. And uh, of course I had, because I'm still trying to get hash for Lisa, so I had cash with me. Another 80 euros. And uh, and I'm like, okay, so I want 80 euros worth. And he says, yeah, that's fine. Um, you stay in the car, and I'll give you the keys. And I gave him the cash. And so now I have his car and his keys. Which, in my mind, is 
you know, that's the best deal possible. Because if he doesn't come back, I got his car. Um, now, of course, <laughs> if it was a stolen car, what am I going to do with it in Portugal? I mean, I guess that's true. But regardless, I've got his keys and I've got his car. And I had a good feeling about him. So I give him the 80 euros. He disappears. I'm sitting in the car. He comes back eventually. Didn't take too long, maybe 20 minutes. And uh, and he gives me a bunch of hash. He goes, here you go. And they were... Um, it's kind of funny. I remember the, the shape of them. They were, they were like blade-shaped slices. Like it had often been... Like it was obviously cut off a loaf, you know, like somebody had formed a loaf of hash, and then with a knife they had gone snick, 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 so they were like these blade-shaped blade shaped, um, slices, and it wasn't great hash, but it was definitely hash, for sure, so I was very happy, and, um, I gave him, you know, some extra money to uh, to cover the expense of the deal, and then we went to uh, we went to a juice bar, and he had a juice, and I had a beer, and he told me that he was um, a high functioning heroin addict. He had a job, he was hooked on heroin, but he had a job, and he did this, um, he did this skeevy uh, scam thing occasionally to to make some extra money. And it all worked out, which was awesome. It all worked out. I got my hash. He got some money. Um, yeah. Good times. Lisa showed up. I went to the airport. And... Here's a. I'm just gonna sort of put the seal on this story. I went to the airport. She was gonna show up. It was quite late at night. Um, her flight was arriving at like eleven o'clock or something like that. Quite late. And I got there early because I'm an early guy. I hate being late. I'll never be late for anything if I'm gonna possibly avoid it. I always want to be early. Um, being late makes me anxious and tense and grumpy and cranky. Oh, God, I hate being late. Oof. I want to be there early all the time. So I was there early, and I was there super early. I was like, you know, like an hour and a half early, because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm sitting in this little cafeteria, and I have a view of the chute where the people come out. And, um, so I'm I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm drinking a coffee and I'm eating a pastry and I'm drinking another coffee and you know time goes by and times go by and and then suddenly there she was and that was a magical moment it really was to see her after so long and after missing her so long and seeing all these incredible things and thinking to myself, if only Lisa was here. And then finally to see her and have her there and know that we were going to be together. And, oh, 
man, it was, it was insane. It was remarkable. It was magical. It was incandescent. It was oh, one of those moments. We got into the cab and went back to the hotel that I had set up. I think I mentioned earlier that I had set up a hotel. And here's, um, before I go, this is a, a funny little detail that I'll, I'll tell. Um, because, of course, she was, she was arriving, and I had set up this hotel, and I wanted to have beverages, of course, and some food, nibblies and whatnot. But the beverages had to be cold, so I got beer, I got champagne, naturally, champagne, but I wanted it to be cold, and in the particular part of Lisbon that I was in, you know, there were little sort of groceries and supermarkets and whatnot, but none of them had ice. None of them had chipped ice or cubed ice or anything, like block ice, nothing. There was no ice. I wanted to, you know, put a bunch of ice into the bathtub and throw the bevies in there or the Bath, you know, the bathroom sink or whatever. But I couldn't find ice. No ice. I tried all day the day before she arrived. So uh, Lisa's reference to frozen peas is because um, eventually I I broke down and bought frozen vegetables. <laughs> I did. I bought frozen peas. Excuse me. I brought frozen peas and frozen um, broccoli and cauliflower mix and carrots, and uh, and put those bags in the uh, in the bathroom sink, and then loaded it up with my uh, my beverages for our first night together. And it worked not at all because guess what? They defrosted almost immediately. <laughs> Um, as you would expect, probably only took them about a half an hour to defrost. And I was out at the airport for a good three hours, so. But at least I tried. I did. I tried. And that's the end of Lisa arriving in Lisbon. Good story. And I'm really glad that she participated in, uh, in telling her side of the tale, the the whole airplane voyage. Uh, obviously, I wasn't there, but uh, I've heard it before, and uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, good story, for sure. All right, this is me pressing stop now. <laughs>